Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? It's the week five recap coming to you with um, suffering and pain as always. Some feel like losers. Some feel like um, the world just doesn't want you to see success. And we're going to break all that down. We're going to get all the good matchups, all the blowouts. I mean, my God, it's been blowout city this year. Uh, but we're going to break down every matchup and what it means for um, not only the playoffs, but more importantly, the tankathon. Justin, are you ready? I, I guess I have to be. I mean, it's, just, you gotta be. Yeah. <laughs> so Perfect. I'll say I'm ready. Sure. Perfect. Let's go. Yeah. I be going hard every day, shooting far, NBA, NFL, Army play, MLB, Major Wave, other artists, minor league. I wish we could stop and see who was in your top five. Scratch that, top three. MJ, LeBron, and every other discussion. Cross you up while the shooter in the corner be cutting. No, I'm new to the game. Call this my introduction. While these topics hitting harder than the snare and percussion. Why do all these other sports opinions always go and lack facts? Only real place left to listen. How about that? Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the How About That podcast presented by Face Value Clothing. Check them out at facevalueclothing.com. I assume I haven't talked to the owners. Actually, I did, but that was about Indianapolis rapper Mark Battles. Not uh, any, but I, they usually do a fall drop. So keep your eyes on that. And I will say one thing about fall drops a lot of times yeah. when they do that, they put on wall art. And I'm oh. in what is now my new office that is not put together at all. And it looks like I'm in an insane asylum. If any tweets get clipped out there, like, where is he? Um, so I'll be paying attention to that and maybe get some wall art for me to hang up. So it's not just pure white back here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, this time is, I, I had a little, little long sleeve, uh, kind of like a little flannel action with the underneath that the long sleeve face uh, value, white, I yeah. mean, just, Felt Do good we, this weekend. Yeah, we had a little cool spurt here, but it's going to get up to the upper 70s again. So wow. it was chilly. Yeah, it, we had a little, it was like 59 degrees this morning. We kind of had a nice, nice little run of fall weather. I think Abby made, is making soup tonight. So excited for that. Nobody loves soup season more than this kid right here. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll order it at some bars if I, if I get out there anytime yeah. soon. So, well, speaking of the white walls, I'm sure people are interested in the move to, um yes yeah, as smooth as a move can be i know we had a little air we had a little mattress issue yeah a little mattress issue it was uh supposed to be clear sunny sunny skies all day and we're in the truck of an open i mean open bed truck driving and i see rain clouds and i'm like you're you gotta be kidding me right now and i'm following behind the mattress and it starts raining on the mattress which is never ideal um but it didn't get too wet Got got a box fan. There's a ceiling fan. Aired it out. I think we're good. Haven't smelled anything, you know, moldy. So we're good there. But otherwise, honestly, not as bad as I thought. Not as bad as I thought. I will say, the back. I thought that it was gonna get worse, and then today I went to the driving range, and yeah, the back's fried. So and my golf swing's terrible. So that that was honestly the worst part about the move is that I'm I I noticed the slump coming with the golf swing. It was like I was paying attention to my scores and the way I was playing. And I, I think I'm at rock bottom right now. I have to work my way up again. So broke 90. Now we're, we're now we're just trying to save breaking 100 every time out there. So we'll see how this weekend goes. 
Yeah. So that's that's the biggest part about the move is my back. I'm like, I can't go to the range right now because I'm so right. my back is so right. it's so painful. Yeah. And the GER is covered. Yeah, that's all we do. Outcome you wanted, but again, it's like if you look Did at the Tyler box score, the the truck, yeah, the Rutgers truck coming. Down. Yeah, oh, yeah okay. I mean that. He's like, I followed it for a couple of miles for you. I was like, I do appreciate <laughs> that. Um, it was one of those things where if you look at the box score, you're like, all right, this wasn't a close game. It it should have been what ten to seven at half, and then we threw a pick six on the goal line. That was just a bad yeah, throw. Yeah, yeah, it was just overthrown and took it to the house so you know those that's kind of what changed the game in the Michigan standpoint that's kind of what changed this week's game so big one against Michigan State this week to kind of put us in bowl eligibility but at the end of the day I'm proud of the way Rutgers has competed this year Uh, we haven't gotten blown out thoroughly yet so um yeah, I didn't see any options to get blown I think a big step for Twitter growth and yourself was when the Big Ten schedules came out for 2024 and 2025 I didn't see a lot of Rutgers slander which Prior, no. prior, it was the only thing you saw, right? Like, oh, USC has to go play this, you know, program. But now, yeah. was, schedule was what it was. So, yeah, exactly. That's a good step. And we don't have Ohio State, uh, Penn State, or Michigan next year. Which I don't care who we play. If those three are not on my schedule, I legitimately think we can get to a like. I, I don't even know if the New Year's Six is going to exist next year, but I legitimately think we can get there. And yeah, next year's I am, playoffs, isn't it? Yeah, it's like twelve team. So I don't yeah. know what I don't know what's gonna happen. But I will say, yeah, the Rutgers slander when like USC and UCLA joined, it was like, yeah, let's turn around on these guys. And look, I get it. We're not a good football team in terms of Big Ten play. We haven't been since we joined the Big Ten. But literally every other sport that exists, Rutgers competes at. Every other sport. Yeah. So I'm glad that that slowed down. Thank you for mentioning that. Yeah. But you know, no one cares about other sports on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. So especially college football Twitter, like they're so like college basketball Twitter at least recognizes that college football exists. It's not, it doesn't, it's not reciprocated by college football Twitter. They they think that college basketball is nothing. So now it's different. And speaking of other sports, yeah. I don't know what were you gonna say? No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say, speaking of other sports, uh, I realized today I wish there was more than 24 hours in a day. I was watching MLB's, you know, playoffs. I'm trying to pay attention to that. Don't have any TVs going on right now. Uh, NHL starts in two days or tomorrow. Uh, yeah, NBA makes his debut tomorrow. Yeah, and I'm kind of excited for that. Might watch that. Mm-hmm. You got NBA starting up. You got college basketball that's kind of getting picked up right now. Mm-hmm. You got NFL. You got obviously college football. It's this is the time of this the year where it's like, wait a minute, what do I like? I have to make decisions on what I want to watch. Yeah, no, it's the best. I mean. I was just thinking the other day, as great as it is to have football back, to be sitting there on a Tuesday at seven o'clock and have a little money on Robert Morris at Army first half. Like just, mm-hmm. you know, just to just to kind of yeah. get a little treadmill it, bet. Yeah. Yeah. You take a little treadmill bet, you take the over, it's 10 to 10 with four minutes left in the half, and you're just pissed. But yeah. it's just it's just the best. College bat this season, it's overwhelming. You're right. I mean, it's 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 so much coming at once. Um Hopefully it'll be fun. Hopefully it'll be yeah. good seasons. And I kind of want to pay attention to NBA more this year. I, I kind of got out of it the last like Really, since we moved, you and I, you and I, together. yeah, it, I was Sorry, in it, the yeah. and then you were, you were so out of the NBA what, for basically all but a couple of weeks that we lived with each other, which yeah. didn't help. And then, uh, yeah, now, now you guys are going to be all NBA in that apartment, oh, and I'm going to be wait. sitting here like I have to find ways to illegally stream games or just purchase. We, yeah, the, we just bought tickets to opening night. <laughs> to go really? watch yeah. Oh, that's fun. So, city's going to be on fire. City's gonna City be is going to be on fire. City's going to be on fire. Um, let's get into week 
four review, week four, before I messed that up. It's week five uh, week, review, isn't it? Is it week five? God, it is week five yeah, review. Before you uh, emphasized the four, and then you said before I messed that up, and I think I was like, I think you did mess it up. I was doing it because I was like, does that sound right? And I just kept going. But yeah, it's not right. Um, we'll go over the record after the Monday night game. But obviously, one game that we'll talk about gave me a huge amount of points. Uh, yeah. That is the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 with a big fumble recovery at the end there. Um, looks like, other than that, though, games-wise, I beat you by one. A couple differences. Uh, but you got your blowout. So I don't think a terrible week all in all for either of us here. Yeah. The jets game really did me in, uh, in terms of getting, you know, actually making ground back and then Houston blowing. It was another one where it's like, that's a three, that's a three game swing. So, um, I mean, I'm going to get dumb cocky now in the preview for games. So you're going to catch up. Yeah. But (laughs) my boss, I I don't even know if he realizes that I do this podcast because I kind of, I feel like there's like a a negative tone about podcasts these days. So I I don't, I don't know if he knows I do it or not. I think I may have mentioned it, but he was, we were talking today and he was like, there's a NFL pigskin leg thing where you just pick every game. I mean, it's just season-wide rankings in our office. And I actually forgot to do it. So I have not been participating, which is probably a good thing because people would expect me as <laughs> to like know stuff. Um, and he was like, I went 11 for 13 this past week. He's like, I, I got one pending. I got the Raiders tonight. And I, I was like, dude, I might start. I was like thinking about it. I'm like, I might have to start getting his, I might get his picks for next week for me. Like, All right, what do we think here? What's your... What you, was your favorite underdog? Who do you think wins by a lot? I might get his picks because that he's guy like, or the TikTok jail guy. Yeah, who's been on fire or LeBron? But I think LeBron had a bad week. This uh, week. He had a bad week. He had a bad week. Yeah, that's all right. Bounce back week. He has the money to to you know get through those. Really okay. Yeah. Um. Let's get into our first difference on a Thursday night. Commanders at I'm sorry. Commanders hosting the Bears and boy is Justin Fields putting this city in a pickle. Yeah. Like he, in the he was awesome. He's been awesome for two games now. Uh, on one hand, he's played the Commanders, who's one of the worst defenses, and the Broncos, who are confirmed the worst defense. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, this guy's second in the NFL in touchdown passes prior to yesterday. He's lighting it up. He's finding DJ Moore, and he's starting to look like the guy that we want him to be. <laughs> it's and Chicago's in a good spot, right? Because they can win games. They can win games. Yeah. But I mean, what do you are, do? You look at that and you're like, this is the guy we want him to be. Or are you like, okay, let's slow down? Like what, how do you think this is playing out from a bears perspective after seeing what fields did? Um, in terms of the fields thing, I think first thing is that we have to remember that it is week five. So a lot of time left, luckily for them, this isn't like, if this was week 15, then we start to ask like, okay, I really don't know what we do, but luckily it is week five. And right now, um, I, I think that it's still a decision to say like, Hey, we're going to draft somebody, you know, whether we'll see what happens with their record. Maybe they get the number one pick and they trade out of it. Cause that's going to be a high price. They can basically do what they did last year again. And then, yeah. you know, it, maybe they have pick 15 or something, or they trade back and like, they can get like the fifth rated quarterback off the board, just somebody to kind of bring in as a, and yeah. you know, maybe that you get a guy who has the same skill set that fields has, where it's like, you're going to run similar offenses. You, you're not going to have to be like, all right, well, fields is out. We have to re completely change out the way we call games. But I, I think right now a first round talent is due for Chicago. Um, I know once the Cardinals did the whole Josh Rosen, Kyler Murray thing, the the whole like, hey, we have a first round guy already. It, it kind of got thrown out the window. And I've always been a person who said uh, like draft, you should draft a quarterback every year. I I kind of love that idea. Um, and I've been a fan of that idea. I think 2018, because I remember I got in an argument as an intern in the kitchen with a guy. Um, I was like, draft a quarterback every year. And he was like, no. I was like, I think, and he was a huge, 
he was defending the Jets back. Who's the Jets quarterback in 20? Sam Darnold. Sam Barney. So I was like, no, they need to draft one the next year. Um, anyways, that was a different subject. But I, I think that at this point, you still say a first-round talent. Maybe by the end of the year, we're saying third-round talent. Maybe by the end of the year, we're saying Caleb Williams. Who knows? Um, yeah. But if you're Chicago, you at least want to see some sort of competition to have a backup plan. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you and talking to some of those guys. I think right now it's like, okay, we kind of like what we're doing. If we get the number one pick, I don't care how good he's playing right now. Sorry. Like, yeah. we're, getting, we're trading you and we're getting Caleb Williams. But if they don't get number one, I think now those conversations start to happen. It's like, okay, do we do the fields and get a guy later? Do we get, you know, a guy, whoever it may be? There's like 15 of them. I try to think of one, but there's so many uh, and, and worry about it later. Or do we try to go now? So he's putting them in a tough spot, but a good spot. Uh, it's a good problem Washington, to have. It is. They're, they're, they, they get to win games. Like it does yes. not matter. Like, and that's a, that is a different thing. Like for the giants or the Raiders or the Patriots, or, so I kind of need to lose games. I am yeah. in full tank mode right now. If you see my yeah. name, it's tank for kill. I am in full tank mode. I don't care about Woody games right now. The bears, they, they have another team that they get to worry about who arguably, if you look at their schedule, may not win a game. Like they're confirmed right now, at least a top three pick. Right, they can handle if they get a top if they're 20th, they're 20th because they still have such a high draft pick. There's nothing to yeah. lose for them right now. Yeah, contract wise, it's probably it's probably better, honestly. Like, yeah. That's it's just I mean, I've is it echoing team, in but, here, by the way? No, you're good. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, and if you're Washington, embarrassing Ron Rivera, like he there's no way he should be there at the end of this year. Um, Sam Howell makes some throws where I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> he's pretty yeah. but I, I don't know game to game i don't know if you love him week to week i don't know if you love him but like when they had the ball i'm like i think they're gonna come back like i kind of believed in him but it's still not anything that's you know top 10 guy or t- anything like that but he can kind of sling it sometimes but there was a couple things that really helped the bvf after the daniel jones uh position sell and the commanders yeah. was one of them yeah this is just this is what the commanders were expected to be this year right uh they're ron Rivera, i agree i I don't know when you get rid of him, but there's no reason to bring him back next year. This is another team that's in the quarterback thing. And honestly, with the Sam Howell situation, it's like, what were we expecting from Sam Howell? It wasn't like he was some highly rated prospect coming in there. He took a he shot, maybe give him a play. Exactly. Better. Exactly. So there's a lot of time left. They looked freaky at the beginning of the year, but if you look at their wins, it's you know not the most impressive 2-0 and start for them. Um, and yeah. it's, and, but they're a team that you can't sleep on every week, right? They're going to have bad weeks like this week, and they're going to have weeks where they compete with the likes of the Philadelphia Eagles. So, Right. Yep, that's the parody. They're a perfect team to have that kind of swing back and forth. Um, on to London. Uh, time zone game. We have one more time zone game. Yeah, great call by you. We have one more London game, so we can hold off the or, um impression until the, re, uh, the preview because – the Ravens are going there next week, okay. so we can hold off for one more. And then you got to do a German one later in the year. Du sprichst Deutsch? For the horse. Yeah, yeah. I need to learn uh, how to say that in German. Let's go horse. Yeah. Uh, you called this one because uh, uh, when I watched this game in the morning, Buffalo's the better team, and it was a total – they didn't wake up to the fourth quarter. Yeah. The fourth quarter, yeah. I was like – that was the game. We're like, oh, this is Buffalo, right? It but was it was – I also learned – they didn't fly until Thursday night. That's they a, there, they didn't. Yeah. They didn't really get there until Friday. How, that's a, you get on the plane Sunday and yeah. you make everybody sleep on, like you say, pack your bags for London, say goodbye to your loved ones. Cause we are going locker room to plane to Heathrow. I, that made no sense to me. I didn't find that out until after, if I knew that I would have 
hammered the Jags. Yeah, I thought it was a time zone game, thinking that they were going to get there that early, and not Correct. the fact like it multiplied it by seven for yeah. them to show up that late. So yeah. that was that was simple. I I agree. It was you know I, I don't think that we learned necessarily anything about this team. Maybe the fact that hey Jacksonville play calling is kind of getting better week by week, yeah. which is good. Yeah. Um, uh, Josh Allen looked great. And on the Buffalo side, you got off the bus slow. This is what happens when you play talented teams. You get off the bus slow and injuries on the defense could do them in. That's the, that's the biggest takeaways. Yep. At at some point, I mean, they had what a starting corner. They had their star linebacker. I I know they have other guys that I can't think of right now. There was a defensive Um, lineman as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean, losing Matt, like losing Trey white, they kind of played with him out last year, Matt Milano, like, Easily top five most underrated player probably in the league. Yeah. Like, I think they're really going to struggle. So, and it, <laughs> look tough. at your own division. Luckily, they have the win over Miami already. But they do. That was huge. I mean, Milano is so good that it, that's going to be a noticeable loss when you have to play the likes of Miami, when you have to play the likes of Kansas City, uh, yep. Baltimore, even, who I guess we'll get into later. But yeah, he hurts. No, it hurts their ceiling for sure. Mm-hmm. It really does. So that was a big loss. Yeah. And still impressed by the Jags. They responded well. Ridley got going. I agree. The play calling was better. Um, and, you know, you look at the AFC South, which we'll get into. It's still their division, as, as we've said. So yeah. uh, they, they did what they were supposed to. Um, any other thoughts there? Mm-mm. Next one, Tennessee at Indy. Uh, I mean, yeah, this this is this is awful. Like Anthony on a normal run. You know, I guess he should have gone down. I don't know. It's it, it's it's hard for him to to say go down there. It's just a normal hit, and the guy immediately grabs his shoulder, and I could see it. And I mean, my heart sunk. It just sunk. It's the most disheartening thing. Uh, I'm hoping it's four to six weeks, and we can get him back after the bye, and he would still have like six games to play. I said before the year, I'd rather go two and fifteen watching him play than have this situation happen. Of course, we're in this situation. Um, but luckily we're more competitive than I thought. And I think we can still hang around um, while he's out, but it, it just sucks. If you don't think he matters, I, I mean, he was nine for 12 for 97 yards in the first half, deep ball to downs. Who's really cooking. If you look at the Zach Moss touchdown run, it's 60 yard run touchdown because Kevin Byer, the deep safety comes down and starts going towards AR thinking he's going to keep it. He gives them Moss. It's the easiest touchdown you can have. So there's so many little things that we lose now uh, with Gardner for the next four to six weeks. Um, so it sucks on that side. I'm, I'm heartbroken. It's disheartening. And I, I it sucks that he's going to get this, this frame uh, label now because it is what it is. And he's, you know, it, it's part of it. And I, I believe he'll be okay. And this won't be an issue long-term, but this sucks. Uh, as for the team, I, I don't know if you can talk enough, but what, what Zach Moss has done, he didn't play the first game of the year. He's ran for over a hundred yards and three of the next four. And I I mean, now, now I'm kind of thinking we can hang in there because we have, I think the best NF, the running back duo in the NFL. I don't think it's close. Once Taylor gets coming, we have an O line that's completely rejuvenated. We, I mean, no one runs on Tennessee and we ran for over 200 yards. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when you do that, Gardner doesn't have to do anything. He has made good throws did the Gardner thing, didn't throw it downfield, and we made our plays. Uh, and it's a Tennessee offense that you're not scared about. So when you look at the games that Anthony's going to miss, it's, you know, a Saints offense that usually struggles, a Tampa Bay offense that usually struggles, um, New England, same thing. T- I, we're playing a lot of teams that are going to be just tight, close games that we can hopefully win. 
So from that perspective, I believe, but uh, all in all, proud of the team, proud of the effort, proud of you know Shane Steichen and what he's doing, uh, but it sucks because we lost five, and that's what I care about. Yeah, I think that's really well said. Uh, and anybody who kind of puts that label on him just doesn't understand like how he got hit because the, the Houston one was a late hit. And this one was just a freak. It was just a freak way to come down. Right. I mean, it's just, he'd landed in the worst way possible, right on the shoulder. Um, and Josh and Allen jumps over eight dudes and it never gets hurt. Yeah. And he just it's got, just, it's just he, had, lucky. he had two body weight, two got like cornerbacks body weights. It wasn't even like defensive linemen. It was like a, yeah. two defensive backs and they landed on him in the wrong way. And it, this is what happens. Um, hopefully he's good. Uh, it, on a personal note, what sucks is that like this is prime me to make like a comment about I had a season-ending shoulder injury in the 2017, you know, fraternity league. People remember that Delta Chi team and like what we did in the first game of the year, and you know, me going, me leaving and having to go to the hospital second game of the year for for shoulder X-rays. Uh, but I can't do that, and I'm not going to do that because obviously it's your boy, and I don't want to, I don't want to hurt your feelings in that way. Um, it's funny when he went down, that's the first thing I thought of. So it's funny. That's, I, I think, I mean, when you think about Delta Chi flag football, people still remember the lost season of 2017. That's what we call sure. it. Um, so it, it, it just sucks though. Cause, and I will say, like you said, that the schedule is manageable until then Gardner Minshew is probably the best backup quarterback in the NFL. I think that's oh, clear yeah. to say the game management that he has and the ability to just walk in and run an offense is second <laughs> to none. It's insane. And I, he's done it before. He's won games. He, I mean, he beat Baltimore with with it, and then he comes in and beats Tennessee. Like those are two impressive games, two impressive yeah. wins. Um, the defense looks amazing. I think that this Indianapolis team is a lot cooking for him, and I it kind of gives you a reason where it's like, hey, we don't. Ha- we'll see what the next couple of weeks look like, but we don't have to rush AR back. And as much as like the fans want to see him, it's one of those things. Where it's like if we could go until week 13 or whatever and just be like all right now we're going to put him in for that last you know end of the year push and I, I think Gardner's in a position where this isn't some rookie coming in like Dak versus Tony Romo I mean it's a bad example what I'm trying to say is like it's not somebody who who thinks he can win the job it's somebody who realizes his position and he's gonna he's gonna be fine when AR comes back and they say we're gonna have to give the keys of the car back to AR thank you for everything you did Gardner um yep. and it's a fan base that under I, I think it's a fan base that's always been understanding of these situations like in terms of we're used to it yeah like in terms of just fan bases that can like deal with adversity and like not freak out uh like Indianapolis is one of them and maybe because it's a smaller market but it's not a New York City situation where it's like you're coming into it a fire and you're like praying that it doesn't burn him up too. So yep. I think, yeah, really cool. yeah. Yeah. Gardner at the end of the game, the first thing he said was like, awesome win. I love this team. Like there's a different energy about this team. This is Anthony Richardson's team. And yeah. like, he literally said, I can't wait to give it back to him. Like and he's the coolest guy ever. The, this, I like the pressure that take like the pressure that takes off the locker room is insane. Because yeah. now it's like you don't walk in the quarterback room on eggshells. You're not having to walk around Gardner Minshew on glass. Like everybody gets the situation. Everybody's understanding of it. And I, I think that's awesome. So I, I personally am very impressed with the way they won, how they won. Very impressed with the running game. Uh, and it's like, yeah, you have Zach you have Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor now. And back to back. You could just rotate them and hand the ball off every single time. Like have fun. It's I think like, we're going to. There's no reason not to. 
There's no reason not to. It's like Mike Tolbert and D'Angelo Williams. Just (laughs) if you need a third down back, you can put in Jonathan Stewart, but you just give them the ball. Yep. So, yep. No, it's fine. That's that, like you said, it'll, you know, if we start losing games, you know, whatever, this wasn't supposed to be a year that we, you know, we're supposed to be in the playoffs by any means. And if we hang around and go 500 while Gardner's in there and then we have a chance at Anthony to make the playoffs, then sure, go have fun. But uh, his health is the priority. So, you know, I just hope it ends up not being that bad. He's only out four to six weeks. So, We'll see on the Tennessee side. Classic. I mean, that's just what you expect from Tennessee. So I don't know. There's nothing to say there. Yeah. Once again, Derrick Henry stuffed on fourth and one, one of the worst. Um, although he got, I mean, Zaire Franklin's a freaking beast, but one of the worst goal or short down distance running backs ever. And it makes, it just makes no sense. Billy football had been on his day Billy one football. and it was correct. Like he is he the worst in, all the time in between the A and the B gap. He is the worst running back because he's too tall he just gets chopped down i felt good though when they had Tannehill at quarterback because when they run him out and Derek's at wildcat even though you know it's coming it's just terrifying yeah so i mean he's the best I mean, passer in the nfl it's like it's like muhammad sanu and derrick henry i i don't know how yeah deandre didn't get his feet down because that was phenomenal so that that ball was it was, awesome. ball was good that was a pretty football it was him or no one it was yeah. good so yeah fun win or fun win fun always fun to win first time in eight games at lucas oil i got to walk out there and go home and not be just totally sad, even though I was kind of sad. Yeah. So, you know, let's go have fun. Let's go to Jacksonville where you've never won and have the guy that Jacksonville quit on to go beat him. Maybe that's the curse breaker. I don't know. Um, next one. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> the New England Patriots are so bad. And I heard Simmons talk about it, and it's interesting. Bill Belichick's in a really interesting spot. I heard this. I went and listened to see what he had to say about it. And yeah. Because if he wants the Don Shula record, which Andy Reid's already chasing him for, which he explained, Andy Reid's like 50 wins. And Andy Reid is. Yeah, 50 wins behind him. And like, it's. And he's winning 14 games here. Yeah, four years. Yeah. Like, it includes playoffs. Bill is not going to win more than eight games over the next two years if he stays with his team. Yeah. So Bill's either like, and I think it is. I think Bill's like, I'm t- we're tanking because this team doesn't know how to win and this team sucks. You know, I'm going to try to get my quarterback. Or are we going to see Bill Belichick coach a different team next year? Um, I think, it's I think crazy. both are possible. I think that, first of all, him keeping Mac Jones in still tells you the tank is on because Dude, there's no reason to have Mac Jones in right now. Absolutely I not. Mean, Oh my God, he's bad. Yeah, it's like put in Malik and put in Bailey Zappi and like see if any. I have like most teams would be like, we have to just see what we have with these guys. Yeah. Uh, Mac Jones is just bad. And it's the whole like Mac Jones, like ter- versus like Tom, like Mac Jones did this in five games and it took Tom Brady oh 10 years God. to do it. Are, they're just classics. And I, I think on the other side, it's like, will we see Bill Belichick host a different team? I think that's very possible. He mentioned the Chargers where it's like, yeah, like go into the AFC and you have your quarterback already. Uh, you have the talent around him and mm-hmm. like you just bring in Bill O'Brien and you're there. I yeah. I really think Bill O'Brien is a great offensive coordinator. and I don't blame him. <laughs> he'd be much better in that offensive system He's than got Mac Jones shit. is. Yeah. And it's weird because in our lifetime, like we don't remember Bill Belichick coaching, but anywhere else, but it's, I mean, he's coached other places before, so yeah. it wouldn't be the most surprising thing. I wouldn't be like as uh, like Tom. I'd be 
not as surprising as like Tom Brady or Peyton Manning playing for a different team than Bill Belichick uh, yeah. coaching another team. So, um, but I, I think this is this is the biggest storyline that no one's talking about in the NFL is what because everyone assumes oh Bill Be- Bill Belichick's going to stay. But another reason about this that's interesting is uh him and uh, I'm so bad with names. Kraft. Craft have a very bad relation, not very bad, but you're curious if it's a damage. good relationship. Yeah, damage relationship. That's the word because of the whole what happened with Brady, where Belichick was like, I want to move off Brady, and Kraft was like, No, we owe it to Brady. And you can argue that this reset should have happened three years ago, and yep. now it's happening now. So, a lot of interesting pieces. It is. I mean, to watch New England team go on the road and get embarrassed which rarely happens. I, th- I saw that one TikTok, a big cat, like their worst, his worst losses have been in the last basically two years. Um, but to go on the road and get embarrassed and then you come home, never, ever, ever, even if this team is awful, do you expect a Belichick team to not only lose at Gillette, but to get 30 pieced. And this isn't against and a great shut team. out. It's one thing to lose like 40 to 10, yeah. 34 to zero is it's it's just embarrassing. I think they have 55 points this year or something really low. I mean, it's just they can't score and I it's just awful. Awful. On the New Orleans side, I don't I don't take much from it. I, I mean, what what is there to take? Like besides the fact that I I will continue to say I am always impressed when teams do do what they're supposed to do. I think there's something to be sure. said about that in the NFL when it's like you and there's some games that we'll go through today where it's like, yeah, like they were supposed to kind of I was wrong on it, but clearly they uh New England sucks. Their defense was built to dominate them and they did their job. So I think there's something to be said about that. If it was a, a 20 to seven final and you're like, New England sucks, blah, blah, blah. But we'd be walking away saying like New Orleans is just as bad. Um, but 34 to zero, I, I'm, they're clearly in the race still for that NFC South, which again and again proves to be such a fun division. Just produces every year, produces every single year. Yeah, no, you're right. It, 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 when you go out and you do what you're supposed to do to the max, you deserve credit for that. And so um, it is a credit to them. And I, I don't know who they have next week. Or they go to uh, Houston next week, which will be – we might as well skip to that one. They got Houston next week, which is kind of similar teams, all these teams. Houston, Atlanta, New Orleans, all these low-scoring teams. Justin, you had Houston as your upset. C.J. Stroud takes them down the field. They get the touchdown. And to his credit – to his credit, Desmond Ritter goes right back down and gets them in field goal range. Atlanta wins uh, pretty much at the buzzer. Uh, first things first, did, did you hear the Desmond Ritter stat? No. I didn't know this. Maybe you knew it. He has not lost at home in college or the NFL. I, I mean, yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. That is. It's just yeah. crazy. Like, that's just a crazy stat. Like, he has never, he has never gotten in his car. That's probably in the 20 games in NFL yeah. and college. Yeah. And he has not lost any of them. So, that's, and he was a two-year starter at Cincinnati. I mean, maybe even three. Yeah, I think it was at least two years. And yeah. I'm trying to think how many NFL games he has. So, probably it, like five or six now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I an impressive stat, but like you said, to his credit, they did it. Um, CJ Stroud again. You know, it wasn't necessarily a, a beautiful game by him, but tough on to the have. Yeah, tough on the road, and to have the drive when you needed it, it shows a lot. I think that's another thing about. When you're testing these guys, it's like, hey, that was his first situation, to my knowledge, where it's like, go down the field and score because we need we yep. need a touchdown. We don't need three. We need we need six. He went and did it. So kudos to him for that. And I think it's one of those things where this defense was as young, and I think there's potential there. And D'Amico Ryan's is like awesome, but uh, obviously there's some growth pains, and like the Falcons were able to respond that way. So it's it's yep. also good to see that like 
Kyle Pitts got the ball. Drake London was making big catches. Bijan is like still so fun to watch. So um, I, I think Arthur Smith, as much as we've been critical of him on this podcast, it's kind of starting to come together and they are alone in first place, I think. And they have the commanders coming up next week at home. And then, you know, you go, you go Buccaneers. Yeah, right we went to their that. schedule. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's an it's, easy it's schedule. Yeah. <laughs> it's an easy schedule. Yeah. I, I mean, Mike Lisek sent me Ritter's stats, uh, 18 of 27 for 300, whatever yards. It's his best day, which credit to him. I'm not going to be that much of a hater to be like, okay. They did score 19 points. It's not like they lit it up still. Like th- those numbers were a little, you know, 300 yards is 300 yards, but he only scored 19 points, but yeah, you know, he played better. So he deserves credit for that. Um, and I, it's, he did his job. That's, but I agree. Job. I'm not, I'm not walking out of there saying Atlanta has their quarterback. I think no. there are still, if they get a good quarterback, the sky is the limit for this team in the NFC too, where, I mean, their division has nobody. I think okay. out, out West is just the Niners. Uh, the North is no threats as of now in the East. Yeah. I th- will talk about the Eagles, but, uh, you know, curious what they'll be i mean this is a team that could be a perennial nfc championship you know visitor they have the talent i think my biggest takeaway from this game is whoever came up with the idea and then started doing the aerial Bijan highlights yeah they deserve a race it's the coolest shit i've ever seen in my life i will say uh very bad technique on that catch i mean he looked away before the ball was at it at it. i will say stuck that. Right his back while he was still going i'm surprised well because he, he looked away like yeah. that was why so i will say i saw that the first thing i noticed wasn't like I, the juke was cool but the first thing i noticed was i mean Bijan, we got to look that ball in i mean he immediately <laughs> he saw the ball in the air and immediately looked upfield so if you're a kid so listening to this podcast sure. don't yeah. follow what he did yeah no but I, I i don't know how this guy's every team should start doing this because it's it looks so cool mm-hmm beyond impressive um and also it makes your it makes you feel like your team is so much more i mean Bijan is like talented and stuff but like yeah. imagine if i if i saw like a matt Breida, i like doing that i'd be like yeah dude it would you know you it know would first, make you believe in anybody you know who the guy who needed that the most ollie who? p perkins the transporter god he would have dude those slow-mo jump cuts by polly p it was made for yeah, him. he still would be in the nfl right now it was made for him um Next game, and probably some guys that shouldn't be in the NFL, Justin. I don't know. Maybe Baltimore's entire weapons. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we talked all summer about how great this group was, and it's Lamar's best group weapons. The I've receivers never seen lost. Like that. The receivers put them in a position to lose the game, and Lamar lost in the game. That's kind of how I, I take away this game. A lot of game winning. Yeah, a lot of game winning touchdowns or game ceiling touchdowns that were dropped. Um to, to get them to the point. But I, I, I will say Lamar's pick was the biggest takeaway for me. Like that was that, bad. That was you really just bad. can't, can't do that. Like that yeah, was, was really that is the one thing you cannot do is underthrow the fade route when they're. Yeah. 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 We saw Hertz do it, trying to do a back shoulder. He got picked on it and yeah, it's bad. I mean, seven drops Lamar with the strip sack Lamar with the bad fump interception. It's another game that they should have won where it's like, Man, I, you really see it with this team, but they they've had two performances now versus us in Pittsburgh, where it's like, man, you're just throwing away games. And yep. in the AFC North, you cannot do that. Like this should be this is a five and team. Division. Mm-hmm. This should this be is five. A, they no, I, I'm saying Baltimore. Like yeah, I agree. You sh- you look at them and you should like this should be a five and O team without and, question. And they are not in first place in their division. No, no. And Pittsburgh and, and, is 
how are you supposed to feel if you're a Pittsburgh fan? Enjoy it, I guess. I don't... Yeah, but your your two of your three wins are simply because of your defense. That it's it's going to be all their wins. This is exactly how they have to win. It's the dumbest <laughs> football ever. ever. Like, uh, I think it was after last week, and was it Boswald or whatever his name is? Uh, I don't. I the Matt Canada hugs Mike Tomlin. I'm sure you saw the clip. And then he goes and he's like, that's not because of you. And we'll see if that's what he was actually referring to or not. I mean, no, who knows? But what is that defense's film session like on Monday morning? <laughs> You're it's sitting there like, like, hey, we need to do a little more. Yeah. We barely yeah, won that one. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't We didn't get it done this week. We got lucky. Yeah. There we got to so be much better. pressure on this group. Yeah. I. Like, <laughs> they have to hold teams to three turnovers and under 17 points to win. It's just crazy. And like, they have I, to I score. Pittsburgh fan, just enjoy it. I, I I don't know. I guess. Might as well. I mean, they keep it up. They're going to be a yeah. 10 and 7 ball club with seven wins because of their defense. It's so gross. Uh, I, I'm sure you've seen the, the, it looks like Kenny audibled on that touchdown. Great play by Pickens. And then Matt Canada just didn't seem happy. Yeah. That, um, at first I watched I like, it and I was like, yeah, at first I was I was doing the thing where I, I didn't see the audible at first. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, everybody reacts differently. Maybe he was just like stunned Agreed. or he was just like, all right, that was the play call. It is what it is. But yeah, yeah, seeing the audible and then looking at how he reacted, you're like, this is why this is why you should be fired. Because yeah. every like imagine if uh Bruce Arians when uh he was up in the booth for Peyton Manning. He was mad mm-hmm. every single time Peyton Manning made an audible at the line of scrimmage because he wasn't following his game script. Bruce it's Arians un- would not be in the NFL, or well, I guess he's not anymore, but he would not be the Super Bowl champion. He would not have no. lasted long. I mean, that is like egomaniac type behavior yeah. there. That you're it's so the mad NFL. That it wasn't play. Yeah, it's the NFL. If your quarterbacks, like one thing we always talk about is when quarterbacks aren't doing that stuff. You have a quarterback who recognized it. Recognized the exact defensive scheme, knew the exact route to beat it, and completed the pass. Uh, you you go and you give him a hug and a kiss on the cheek like you did Tomlin because that's the reason why you won the game. It's just crazy. I mean, Pittsburgh is it's awful football. It's horrible football to watch. And just like you saw with Houston, if any offense can have just any competency and take care of the ball, they're going to lose. But if they get in these weird, awful, muddy games, they're they're going to find a way to win. Like you said, eight to ten games. So it's a gross brand, but it, it's going to have to work for them for now. Mm-hmm. Detroit Lions are 4 and 1. Fun ball club. That's, fun ball it, club. I think it's the most fun team right now. I mean, Ben Johnson, after we kind of were like, okay, let's figure it out. Boy, is he starting to cook. Yeah, they are. To the point where, it, it, like, in a year where the best team stars are kind of doing okay, is, is Jared Goff MVP conversation? Is that? Dumb? I don't think so. I, what? A, I, look at the stats. I my thing is is that you know I I hate that the MVP is a quarterback award and I hate that the MVP is a a, a rotation award. We don't give the MVP sure. to some people because they already won it the past year. We yeah. don't give the MVP because they won three of them already. And then like you have a guy who's putting up stats, who's taking the team to four and one. And if they you know if they keep doing this, they're winning divisions, they're winning big ball games. They start winning if they have any primetime games, they win in prime time. There's no reason why you shouldn't. I mean, he's if you watch these games, the Lions offense is probably the second most impressive offense right now, besides the what first two weeks. I obviously you put up 
the 49ers, but who else, who else is doing this? I guess Miami top three. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I would say third, like most impressive offense. And, you know, when you look at Miami, no offense to Tua, but who do you give that MVP to? Because they have, I mean, Achain, is he the most valuable player on that team? Is it, is it Tyree kill? I don't, I don't know. Um, with Jared Goff, here's a guy who, uh, kind of did the situation where that, uh, almost the bears are in, but not quite where it's like, Hey, new coaching staff comes in, blah, blah, blah. They get to a Super Bowl. They're like, he's the reason why we have this ceiling. They go to a different guy. He goes to the worst team in the league. Oh, and 16. We're always kind of like, this is the end of the career. And here he is performing at the level he is. I think it should be all, I he deserves some sort of recognition. And if he keeps this up, the MVP, there's no reason why he shouldn't win it, especially if the stars in this league are like Brock Purdy right now. There's no reason not to give to Brock Purdy, but we're going to have this conversation about Mahomes and, and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow, where it's like, look at these other guys who are the top two teams and, you know, they're conference. Tell you what, right now I'm clipping that because that was perfect. That was perfectly said. I, I couldn't agree more. Like, I can't tell you how many teams we watch now, Justin, that, can't move the freaking ball. It's unbelievable how many teams can't move the ball. And the Lions drive after drive, make chunk plays, fun plays, trick plays, mm-hmm. touchdowns. Like they are the model of what the NFL should be. Like every every team should be wanting to fire their coach if they don't like him or trying to fire their coach and get Ben Johnson because that guy is a great example of what a modern NFL offense should look like. And this was a game without Amon Ra. This was a game without Jameer Gibbs. Like he's, he's got Josh Reynolds looking like a freaking all pro. Like, it's just crazy what he's doing. Sam Laporta has more touchdowns this year than Kyle Pitts has in his career. Like, it's just, there's just guys being dudes out there. So I all credit to them. And I, and it is one of those things where we liked Ben Johnson going into this year and we were just like, Hey, figure it out. And he did. It wasn't like a, it, there was no hate towards him. It was like, he has the ability to do this and we, he just had to figure it out. And that was something that was expressed on this podcast. I think the first two weeks, maybe week, week and a half, I feel like the second half of week two kind of figured it out. And I mean, the sky's the limit for this ball club. I now are, are they playing the, uh, the most impressive teams? No, but again, they're doing what they're supposed to do. And there's yeah. something to be said about that. They're blowing teams out that they should be blowing out. Yep. And, and yeah, Ben Johnson, hey, it's because we care about you. When we stop getting mad at you, that's when you should be worried. Mm-hmm. Like you always hear that about if yeah. we if we are yelling at you, it's because we care. And they always care, say, that's, yeah, that's it's always the thing about head coaches, like the great head coach. Like if he didn't talk to you, that means he didn't like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you weren't worth it. It's like right. you want him to be critical. That's what exactly. we talk about on this podcast. Uh, huge win. Carolina, I, I don't know. I guess Bryce looked better, but that team is just, they're terrible. So. Yeah, I feel like Bryce had more opportunities to let loose, which is what you want to see. The thing that sucks about this whole Panther situation is there was no expectations coming into this year, right? It just sucks that you don't have your first overall pick, but you wouldn't have Bryce Young. I mean, the first overall pick. That's because they traded their first round pick. They didn't know it was going to be this pick. Um, But you wouldn't have, you wouldn't be in this situation if you didn't have Bryce Young, right? So there's there's two sides to every story. And it, it just at the beginning of the year, it just sucked because of the way that they were losing ball games where it's like, we have this guy you know, there's no expectations. Just like, let him learn. If he throws five picks in a game, who cares? Like we, it doesn't matter. It's the same thing as him just, you know, never having a pass over five y- or 15 yards. So yeah. hopefully they continue to let loose. And Frank kind of gives him the keys. You just be like, be him, do plays, have fun. 
it's just tough with the weapons he has. Like, if I was a Panthers fan, I would have so much rage on Twitter trying to defend Bryce because even if he's not good, we don't know. But like everyone like us and everyone else is saying like, hey, he looks the worst because he does. But I, I can't imagine just the anger that fan base has like trying to like defend him right now because it is true. Like he's got nothing. And they say Look, I understand it because I did that for a long, long time. I was in that battleground. And it's not fun because you're like, everybody places blame on every little thing. And then they're like, this guy, it's like, he's he is five weeks into his career. God yep. forbid we give the guy a second to figure it out. And I, you always have to, I love people kind of forget like Peyton Manning's rookie year. And I've always said, there's two things you need to do if you have a rookie quarterback. I, I've always been a proponent for sitting, but if yep. you're not going to sit him, it is let him figure it out. Let him lose football games. Let him figure it out and, you know, make mistakes because that's how he's going to learn. Yeah. So. Peyton was so bad. It's funny to listen to Colts, like, like people who were alive for that year that were Colts fans. And they're like, no, it was like, it was bad. I've never really gone back. I've watched like the highlight mirages of like all the interceptions, but I need to go back and like study the, because apparently it was terrible. Horrible. And then the next year they win the division. So yeah. And that's the beauty of it. And especially in your division, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting off season for them. But I, yep. I think Frank Reich, just God forbid, just let the guy loose a little I bit. I agree. I agree. It sucks. Um, you're up giants, Miami, Miami wins, um, double digits, speed, speed, speed. What was it like playing against that team, watching that team? I know you don't care about winning or not, but like when you're on defense, what was that like being a fan against that offense? There's just so many big plays. Like that's it. It's like every time you're like, oh, like we kind of have an opportunity here. It's just a chunk play. Like it, it's it's like there's death by a thousand cuts, and then there's just death by chunks, chunk plays. Yeah. Like it's like they were just taking. I don't know. Have you ever watched the movie uh, The Gentleman or Gentleman or something? The Gentleman's or The Gentleman. It's like a Matt McConaughey's in it. It's like based off. Of, it's like based in Britain, and they're like gangsters. Oh. No. So there's, I'm not, I don't want to spoil because I already spoiled one movie on this podcast. Um, but there's a scene in it where they're like, you're going to go in this freezer and like, you are going to cut off, like you are going to cut off chunks of your body until there's that much flesh. Like you cannot get out or something. And that's how it felt. It was like, I can't get out of the freezer until the Miami dolphins take all of these chunks out of my body. So, um, it is what it is. Uh, I thought the defense kind of looked all right which again is promising. And uh, Kayvon had another, I think he's up to four sacks this year. Good. We, we go. had a pick Good. six. Awesome. Yep. Uh, was a freak fluke pick six. But again, I'm, right. I feel like I never had, I only tweeted one time during that game. And it was because I feel like I have always been the odd on the other side of the fluke pick sixes where my tight end or receiver bats it up in the air. Um, so I was saying, did, they, did they bat it or did you guys tip it first? I think they kind of like, caused the tip. Oh, it was off. That it may, may have been. I thought it was off the yeah. hands. I really didn't go too deep dive into the highlights. I kind of watched it live and that was that. Yeah. Um, but the, I mean, the story of the game is just Daniel Jones. I, again, he has no protection. Uh, I mean, at this point it's a joke where it's like, everybody's hurt and like the, you know, Bobby Johnson, like, should be charged with, like, criminal activity. Like, he, the fact that he's still on the coaching staff is insane. But just one stat for you here, Zach, to kind of put sure. it into perspective. Uh, and I hate to bring his name up um, and kind of do, you know, double double stabs on you for this oh, podcast. But yeah. uh, career games, Andrew Luck, 86. Daniel Jones, 59. 
sacks taken. Andrew Luck, 174. Daniel Jones, 177. <laughs> so Colts fans, um, remember like your whole like Andrew Luck retired early because he had no offensive line. Uh, Daniel Jones has played in 27 less football games and he has been sacked more times. Like, he's played a season and a half less football. And he's been sacked more times than Andrew Luck. And now his neck's hurt. So it is what it is. I- that's incredible. I think I saw I saw one as well. I thought you were going to do this one where I think the record for pressures in a season on a quarterback was like 216, 220 or something like that. And the Giants are on pace for 355. <laughs> it's I didn't see that one. I mean, it's it's nuts, insane. Man. Yeah. Where are you at with Dable? I, so here's my thing. And first of all, I, I, there's a couple people that we have to I'm fine with Dable. I'm fine with Dable because it, like I, I don't think Daniel Jones is a quarterback, so I'm not going to try to defend him here because it is like whenever he's had protection, it's not been there, right? Yep. And that's that's that. And he hasn't had the ball in his, his hands. I, I think Dabble, like what is there to say? I, I think he was a year early. Like people, can we – this roster, I even came in the year saying like the only thing we truly improved on was like an extra weapon in terms of Darren Waller. That was the only thing I, I didn't say like our wide receiving core. I thought he got deeper, but it, so we didn't have Richie James and uh, what's his face out of. Uh, Kadarius Tony. Kader- well, yeah, he, he's a different story, but uh, he wore number 13 white guy, uh, David, David Stills. Oh, yeah, uh, David. Like we didn't have these guys playing. Like, it's like, all right, at least Paris Campbell, who doesn't know how to get yards after a catch is playing for us kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so it's the same roster. And last year we made the playoffs and this year we're getting our teeth kicked in. I, I think the only concern is like we've drafted, you know, two offensive linemen in the first 75 picks and they both suck. And maybe that's coaching. I don't know. And that's Bobby Johnson, not Dable. So I, I don't think that there's any reason to fret about Brian Dable. I'm not going to ever, if if everybody, anybody ever says to fire Brian Dable before he gets his quarterback, oh, you're frozen. Am I frozen or is Zach frozen? I'm going to keep talking in case it's recording. Shoot. Well, if anybody says that they should fire Brian Dable before uh, he gets his own quarterback, then I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, Let's see who this one is. Oh, the power went out. Wow. No way. Okay. Um, so it's a solo pod now, Zach's power went out. Are there storms in Indy? Do we know that? Are there storms or is this just, this just a freak situation? Um, I don't see any storms in the forecast in Indy. So this is just a freak situation. So I guess I'll continue with my giant stakes beforehand. Um, or before he gets back, maybe he gets on a hotspot. I'll text him hotspot question mark. Maybe he hasn't, hopefully he has enough charged battery, but uh, Brian Dable, I, there's no reason to be out on him until he gets his own quarterback. So we'll see what happens this offseason. And Joe Shannon, it's the same kind of thing. You know, we said this was going to be a rebuild. This was not going to be year one. This was not going to be year two. I think year one got us a little ahead of schedule and we all have expectations now, but if you're, if last year went how this year's going and this year, like we're still losing football games, but there's improvement. We'd be like, yeah, we're on track. It just so happened year one, we made the playoffs. So 
yeah. Uh, Daniel Jones, health and safety, like hopefully his neck isn't screwed because people were talking about career-ending injury for him when um, lat- or 2021 when he missed the last six games. Uh, let's see. Oh, Zach's connecting to audio. Here we go. Here we go. Wow, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I was so confused. I was, I was, your face was frozen. I was like, oh, I lost him. I had no idea where I was, and I ran. So I kind of finished it. And you're okay. back. Are you? Power went out. Or no storms. I checked the radar. Yeah, just, just fire alarms gone off three times in two days. And now power out. Oh so, God, dude, yeah. that fire alarm. I mean that. It is the loudest. You can't stay in there. You got to go. It's it's deafening. Like it hurts your head. It, it echoes everywhere. It's like, we get it. We get it, man. That's, I remember the first time when everyone off was when you weren't even living in here yet. And it was like 4am. It was like our third day here. Yeah. And I thought I like, I thought something in our apartment was screwed up. And I was panicking. <laughs> I texted Kaylee. I'm like, what's this noise? She's like, it's the fire alarm. Dumbass. So it's like, what's this what's noise? Oh, so yeah. That fire alarm. I, I remember you were gone one time and I was up at like three in the morning for this. It was the same kind of thing. It, I mean, it gets you out of bed. We had it. Uh, it is, it's crazy. I never had it at the apartment that I just moved out of in Virginia, but like two weeks ago, it went off or something. And I, you, it was like a, you could hear it and like in the hallway. And I was like, what is that? And Abby was like, it's the fire alarm. And then it, and I'm like, I'm asleep. And then it goes off in our apartment, in our room. Oh, shit. I, I screamed. <laughs> I, I screamed <laughs> and I covered my ears and I got in the fetal position. Then I went back to sleep. There's nothing else to do there. There's nothing else to do. I guess run, but you know, that's another option. But good. I'm glad you said that because I don't think this is a a, a dabble issue or either. I would be shocked if we got to next year, whoever your new quarterback is. And we're like, okay, it is a problem because I just don't know. Now look, we have seen it before. Like Matt Nagy coached the year. The next year it was a disaster. And it was all that. I would just be shocked. I would be totally shocked if this guy was on the Matt Nagy trend. I would bet far against it. So I'm not that worried. I, I was saying um, to the listeners, and you didn't get to hear it because your power went out, but yeah. so I don't want to touch, I don't want to go too deep in this conversation again, but we were, we're ahead of schedule. Like yeah. if this year was last year and then this year there was like signs of improvement, we'd be like, all right, we're going to move in the right direction, but there's no expectations still. The expectations were set because of last year's success and our roster yeah. didn't get that much better. And it couldn't have gotten that much better because Dave Gettleman put us in such a bad spot. He was coming out of the woodworks recently making talks about whatever it, loser um so i I think that this is a get them a new quarterback see if they a made the right call and b what they can do um we'll see what kafka does if i I think that a lot a lot of the issues on the offensive side of the football is um i mean the the bootlegs just don't work anymore if you watch any film it's like the moment that there's the the backside defensive end does not does not chase the play action he just hits daniel jones right in the face Uh, so that the playbook on how to defend us is out. And then defensively, it's just, Hey, we're a young team and we have guys trying to figure it out. But I I think that the last two games, like as much as what, how much did we lose by how much, how many points did they score? 19, something like that. 15, 15, 31, 16. Miami only scoring 31 points on us. I'll take it. Mm -hmm. I, what is that? Well, uh, they get 30 every, every, regardless. Yeah. I mean, that isn't, that is their third highest amount this year. I will take that in a heartbeat. Yep. That's something that's something we can clap about that we can cheer for. So yeah. We'll see. No, I don't if if anybody judges 
Joe Shane and Brian Dable right now and ask for them, I, they're just I can't talk to them. The only people we should be I asking for is last year. you want to play. I can't believe it. I'm glad you had that. You have a couple years of this, and you'll be fine again, or one year hopefully. I can't believe you made a play. You want a playoff game? It makes zero sense. I was thinking about <laughs> that today because uh, on PMT they're talking about something like, "Would you rather have like a playoff?" And like, oh, making the playoffs always fun. Like last year was awesome. Waking yeah. up every Sunday, excited to watch your team play. We didn't have yep. any primetime games. It was the best. The best. Uh, the Miami side, I mean, they're just incredible. That Mike McDaniel's answer was so funny at, at the press conference. I I know. About, what was the What was the question? I it remember. was like through five weeks, you guys have set the records and you've set the record and this, this, and this, and you have oh, yeah. the best cloud companies. Like, well, all off season, we talked about wanting to be the best through the first five weeks. So yeah, <laughs> he's, he's like, just, we, we always talk about funny. wanting to be the fastest team. Yeah. yeah. They're, I mean, they're just electric, man. I, it's just, yeah, there's not much you can do. Uh, next one, Cincinnati, Arizona. I, I don't know what happened to Joe Burrow's calf. Clearly it's fine. What? Don't don't know. Don't ask me. No idea. Made no sense. Made no sense. Rolling out, moving in the pocket, running. Modern medicine. Huh? I the I actually it, he got the uh the karate kid. He got the uh why am I so bad with names? It is insane. Oh my gosh. I used to do I used to say his name all the time. It was my favorite trilogy ever. But have you ever watched Mr. the karate Miyagi? kid? Mr. Miyagi. There we go. I'm so bad. He had the Mr. Miyagi treatment where they put the fire on his hands and he rubbed it over his calf. And just like that, he went out there and he, he won. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. I mean, that's the offense we kind of expected. They got their one deep shot to Jamar. He, I mean, God, Jamar was, he tweeted seven 11 after the game. What a show by him. Like he was incredible. That's what we expected from them the first four weeks. And it just took till yeah. week five for them to wake up. But if you're, I, I got uh, they have a hard stretch. I mean, next week they have a tough game. It's not going to get any easier, but at least we found real. I'm sure Cincinnati took a little bit of a breath there because that's the mm-hmm. team they know. Yeah, like Arizona. I feel like, yeah, I I feel like Arizona kind of finally plateaued. Um, yeah, they are who we like, thought God, they were. The first half, it's like holy shit, man. This team just. But Dobbs had a horrible throw. The defense kind of finally start. Like I, I can't name two guys on their defense. Like. I don't even know Buddha's, if Buddha's back. Buddha's one, and then I guess Xavier Collins is two. I guess that's they two. They have a white linebacker with long hair. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So it's just they were over overplaying kind of what they should be, and they've kind of plateaued now. And um, you saw kind of both teams hit what they what we thought they were going to be. That's that's really all I had from that one. Yeah, I don't have anything either. It's kind of a all right, stuff's starting to make sense. This was like one of the few games that we've seen in the NFL where it's like, oh, that makes sense. Yep. So. Yep. Oh, that'll do. Yeah. Oh, that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> that'll do. Uh, next one, Philadelphia at the Rams. Um, impressed by by Philly here. Uh, they only let the Rams have four second half possessions, and two of them were kind of stupid. Like they really only let them have the ball two times. Like we've said it. When this team, even if they're not doing great in the pass game, when they want to run and just keep the ball away from you, there's not many teams that can do it better than them. Yeah, this is how I, I think Philly is not as good or talented as they were last year in a lot of ways, but they know how to win football games now. Like yep. it's a difference. They they're not going to no, we're not going to play your game. You're going to play our game. Yep. And, oh, you want like you want to uh, throw the ball a lot. You want to make you know get down the field. You want no, we're going to hold the ball. and We're just going to run it down your throats. 
oh, you yeah. want you want to have like limit our possessions, whatever. Oh, we're just going to go over the top of you all day long. Oh, our quarterback's not feeling good. We're just going to run it down your throats. Oh, I just feel like giving Jalen Hurts a game. So people are like, oh, maybe he'll be in the MVP conversation. Yeah, we're just going to throw it over the top. Yeah. And they're not. Oh, you like stop not, it. I'll keep sneak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, wait, it's we only have two yards to go. Wait, not even one at this anymore. Two yards to go. Yeah. Two. Okay. Full two. Yeah, we'll take that. That's a first down. It's good. It, if I was Wink, Rivera, and um, Mike McCarthy, maybe more guys in the NFC, I would throw a little Zoom on a Tuesday night. Say, hey, fellas, why don't we get together about how to stop this? Yeah. Yeah. I think I had a great idea. Maybe I should send the invite to them. <laughs> you should. You should submit your idea. I mean, I, I think now they could run it from the five on the last play of the game. I'd be like, good call. They get five yards from it. I don't understand how they do it. I mean, we had two guys get hurt from the play, and now they're talking about banning it because of our – because we're (laughs) so bad. Yeah, which honestly, well played, Dabble. Well played. I I don't even know if they actually got hurt. That would be the funniest thing ever. You want to know how we're going to stop this? Like imagine that Friday meeting, that Friday walkthrough. All right, Schmidt and uh, Bellinger, you two, immediately grab your ankle. Hobble off the field. We're going to take you out of the game. Yeah, we're going to lose anyway. We're not getting this, about it. We're not getting this, fellas. No, yeah, turnover we're not going to get it. We're not going to get it. We're going to get two of you guys hurt. We're going to appeal to the league, and it's going to be banned by next year when we're making a run at the division. I mean, what is what a chess. theory that is. I love it. That's it's chess. It, it, Philly, yeah, they're just finding ways to win. They run it all over. Uh, there's a weird thing going on right now where, as you know, all good receivers are divas, right? That's just part of the game. Um, Devontae Smith now has gone full diva. Getting in with Sirianni, yelling at everybody. We saw from AJ Brown a couple weeks ago, and now AJ Brown's getting all the targets. So I think it'll shift back to Devontae for the next two weeks. They're kind of just going back and forth for some reason. Um, Dallas Goddard finally showed life, at least. But yeah, did you I was see? Impressed. His, I, thought, I don't want to talk crap, but did you see his girlfriend's like tweet? Yeah, or video. It's like somebody made a thing. They're like that ring camera's been on for five weeks. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, no, that was I mean that he hadn't shown up until then, and. Uh, I was just impressed. I really thought Stafford was going to throw it all over them and they barely had the ball to do it and uh, just didn't make plays. He had two, two for a touchdown that it didn't work. And then you just can't run on them. I mean, Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis, you can't screen on them either. Jordan Davis has always the best screen defender in the league. I don't know how they got what that draft night still is the worst night of my life. Thinking about those two. If they, I think there's, I don't want, you know what? Screw the the brotherly love push or whatever they're calling it. Yeah. Like the ban should be that Philadelphia can't draft any more Georgia defenders. That's what the ban should be. It's just out of control. That's the real problem in the world. <laughs> Those two are just freaks, absolute freaks. So. And this is the thing. It's like Philadelphia. If you watch Philadelphia games, it's not like they're impressing you. I guess I, I don't know. How, like they're just winning. Like that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I, I've never watched a Philly game this year, except for maybe Tampa Bay. Where Tampa you're like, was, yeah, Tampa's yeah, probably the closest. But you're like, oh, yeah, like that is a contender for the Super Bowl. Like yeah. they're just winning football games. And I will say, if they keep, this wasn't a one-possession game, but they do have three one-possession victories this year. So I cannot wait for the Warren Sharp keep winning by one possession so I can at least have that to look forward to next year. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start counting. Yeah. Uh, Go, please go 17. Is one possession seven points? Is that what they consider it? I think so. I hope so. I mean, I'm counting it that way. I was thinking about it again during the Colts Titans game because every game we're going to have this year is going to be one possession. Yeah, and it's going to flip. I mean, the two teams I had last year, the Buckman Bowl, are combined two and eight, and they had like 10 wins each by one possession. So, yeah. I mean, it's, I I was like, it's a fluke. I was not, if you asked me that, I'd be like, yeah, it's the dumbest stat ever. And here I am, Warren Sharp, one up on me. 
yeah, as much as we both haven't loved loved Philly, I guess the I, I would games? say they're, they're the clear, clear tier two team in the NFC, and I don't think there's a team with them in that tier. I think they're alone no. in that tier. They're gonna uh, they're gonna end the streak right now of no back to backs since like 2006 in the division. Yeah. You want to know a funny stat? As much as that like is fun to say, the reason why I could care less about it is because I think the Giants have like two division wins in that time frame. <laughs> It's just really a rotation of three with a sprinkle of the New York Giants every once in a while. Yeah, yeah you know, football's tough. Next one. 20, 2011 was the last time we won it, I'm pretty sure. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh. Next one, Jets at Denver. Um, Hackett gets his sweet, sweet revenge. Uh, so dumb. It's funny, but, you know, this team, this it young team, found, they, they, they said, like, we're, we're going all in on this. Like, you, you heard it from – the reports in practice, they made they named him a captain, which I thought was super embarrassing, honestly. I, that's um, the thing. Like, it's, uh, I thought that was game ball, of course. Naming him captain before was like, uh, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of, it's embarrassing. But they played if hard. If I'm Hackett, I'm like, no. no. I think a prime example was. I, he's uh, such a dork, though. I think he was happy to have it. Okay. Cause I, I think a prime example, if you want to talk about me, uh, I never started. It was I, I never started for lacrosse because it was like I was a defensive midfielder. Only two mid there, I mean three midfielders are starting the game, right? You have your face-off guy, which wasn't me. I was like third yeah. string in that. You had your long stick, and then you had one defensive guy. And it's like, yeah, I'm not the best midi. I'm not going out there. I never started a game. Senior night, they're like, Hey, we had enough seniors to like basically put us all in starting position. Like, do you want to start? And I'm like, no, <laughs> playing HSE. I don't want to start. I want to, I don't want to I don't. Don't put me in there for, yeah, don't put me, don't put me in there because it's like, we're going to recognize you today. So it's just, I still got exposed that game, but I didn't get exposed from, you know, the opening whistle. Uh, No, it's, it's, it was something that the Jets could get along to. It was the classic game that we wanted it to be. And we thought it would kind of be, it was Brees Hall running the ball and then playing defense and making, getting turnovers. Like that's, that's how they're going to have to win. You're not going to be able to do that a lot. Uh, but in these games, when you're playing a really bad defense and a turnover prone offense, it's kind of the recipe that they're going to get to win games. And Zach Wilson played better again, played fine. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not impressed by this win because it's the Denver Broncos and they are, we're saying that, uh, I think it's because the Broncos have one win, but if, if the Panthers had one win, who would you say is the biggest threat right now for the number one pick? I would say it's Denver probably. If it's not no. Carolina, yeah. Well, I'm saying like let's say Denver was 0 and five, or Carolina was one and four. Like they had the same record. I mean, dude, Denver's they're bad. They're like, at awful. least Panthers. We have Brian Burns and guys on defense that can keep you in the game. Denver has no one on defense that can. Yeah, like they're they're gonna trade. Sean Payton's trading everyone. Yes, and so I I think that they just suck. So it's one of those things where yeah, they won by ten, but like you said, it was because of a freak. Fumble recovery. I, I I walk away from this game and I'm not impressed necessarily by what I saw. I think that the whole Nathaniel Hackett thing, like I love Nathaniel Hackett because he holds a close base in my heart, but th- there's two things about this. Number one, uh, there's a reason why he got Nick, he got his name written on the Bozo Award. Because through the first eight weeks, it was so bad, so bad. that we had to, or it, not even the first eight, it was like the first month of football. It was so bad. We were like, we he's going to win the award every week. Let's just name it after him. And I yeah. know everyone's like, Sean Payton called it the worst coaching job ever. And like, look at him now. And it's like, well, the talent isn't there. 
But I don't think that this is a Sean Payton issue. Like there is a reason why he got fired after eight weeks. Yep. Let's let's all remember that before we start saying like, did they get off of Nathaniel Hackett? Look what he's doing now. <laughs> yeah, no, it is none of that. No, I team, yeah, Denver's just. I mean, Sertain's going to be gone. Judy's going to be gone. Maybe Cortland Sutton too. Like this team is going full full. This, the smart thing to do is just yeah, trade everybody. I, I they hate... have enough. Yeah, those guys have like they're going to get picks for those guys, like real and, picks. I think that they a lot of them will have to only have like one year left. Yeah, they're all good deals. Other than I think you'll have to pay Sertain. That's the only real one that you have to like really pay eventually, which you would he's a stud. So yeah. I think you keep Sertain. I mean that if you're clearing the cap. I think they would try to keep Sertain. Judy, Sutton, every everyone else is gone. There's there's positions that you can get rid of and receivers one of them. And there's positions that it's like, oh, if you want to be a Super Bowl contender, you need a cornerback one. Yeah. You need a left tackle one. Like you need a pass West, one. You need a cornerback. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think you get rid of pretty much everybody except for those locks. And I mean, I don't know. I, I'd see if you can get rid of Russell Wilson for like a fifth rounder, just unload his contract. If yeah. if somebody traded for Russell Wilson, that GM needs to be looked into for more. It's more over. Because it's no, he's so over. No, I was impressed by the Jets. And yeah, Denver. Impressed by the Jets, I should say, to find a way to win, not by their actual yeah. performance. But yeah, Denver sucks. Uh, next one, Kansas City, Minnesota. I was really getting excited for this one to talk to you. I really was because. It was going to be a clash of your two favorite things to love and get mad about. Um, because there were, I was starting to see, I was starting to see a couple tweets. I, I had, a, I forgot to send them because I was going to wait. Some Swifties talking about how we need grass over turf when Travis Kelsey got hurt. And I, I just was so excited to talk about it. Somehow <laughs> Travis Kelsey didn't get hurt worse, which, like, I'm glad. All right. It's, it's all good. I don't know what player we watch has ever done that when you see the non-contact and just be fine. It's like only the Chiefs. Yeah. Dude. He's 34 <laughs> years old. There was nothing. I was, it was hanging a low curtains. Angle. Yeah. I was hanging curtains and you were like, he's back on the field. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're the luckiest team ever. But I was oh, I was just so excited for that conversation because I saw Swifties starting to tweet, what is this turf shit? Yeah. Uh no, it was definitely, it was definitely a like it's been a mental battle today. Um, and I have to say, I I do love grass more than I hate the Taylor Swift drama. Uh, the Taylor Swift drama has been here for like three weeks. My love for grass has been here since the podcast started. And well, before then, but it's just been talked about since then. So I agree. And look, that is an army. We've seen it on social media. And if uh, if they're the ones who, who get the job done and we get 32 grass fields and I got to see grass stains all over my TV on Sundays, then you know what? I might have to reevaluate some things because they'd be doing good in the world. They'd be <laughs> making the changes in the world that need to be made. You know who else was defending grass today in a new article? Your new best friend, Greg Doyle. Greg said Doyle. Colts, I, said if the Colts want to save oh, AR's sorry. career, if we want to watch AR, then the Colts need to switch to grass. Really? Yeah. I mean, everybody is all of a sudden friends, friends are becoming, or enemies are becoming friends. My dinner table yeah. grows. As I have the Swifties, I have, you know, arguably the most influential reporter in Indianapolis sports oh, yeah. on yeah, my yeah. side now. Um, I mean, it's a movement. It's a movement. And for those uh, of you that don't know, I say Doyle because um, Justin got into a little bit of a Twitter fight this weekend with um, an account, we'll say. I don't want to throw any names out there for people, but you, you probably know if you're listening to this, what account this was. <laughs> uh, and Jonathan Taylor's agent decided to tweet back at Justin. So that was... 
Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, I he did a whole know. four minute tweet today. Did you see that one? He's a lunatic. No, it's four minutes of just receipts. <laughs> I hope I'm on. I need I need a wire chat. But again, so what happened was is a, a another team's account, like another is a team. It was a news account that's specific for a team. I I made a tweet and said basically, you know, my opinions on it, which wasn't I, again, it wasn't like anything bad. I just said like, dude relax uh you're tweeting basically for the shoe and it's like where have the, like you were just so anti the shoe for so long and now all of a sudden yep. you're for the shoe so i i said something and i had this news account come at me that has like twenty thousand followers and i put him in a body bag truthfully i i've never been like so confident in a twitter argument before than that one and then was, out of nowhere close. out of nowhere the agent comes in and he has not he has not tweeted at anybody all day and he came at me and called me. He's like, you're, you're misinformed. Uh, hold this, hold this L clown. And I was like, dude, first of all, I don't know what, I, okay. I mean, you're the agent. So yeah, you have more information than me. And you're tweeting at a guy with 80 followers on Twitter. So <laughs> I wanted to respond, but I was so shook. I was like, no, it was I mean, perfect. I, no response there was needed. Cause I, and then, yeah. And then Doyle and him got into it. So incredible, incredible. I still uh, can't believe that happened. I, <laughs> No. Why is that guy wasting his time with that? It's ridiculous. Um, it made no sense. As for the Chiefs-Vikings game, I don't have much. I mean, Vikings now possibly out with without J.J. for a couple of weeks. It's only going to get worse. So, uh, Sorry, somebody was tweeting about, did you read the – I have my phone on Do Not Disturb because I didn't want to get uh, the vibrate thing. Mike the entire yeah. day. I was looking at a text message. I was being a bad podcaster. Yeah, Justin Jefferson. Um, Not great. That sucks. Yeah, it, it, but again, we're we're tanking for Caleb for them. So uh, losing, like, if you're a Vikings fan, yeah, take your time because I think every one of the Vikings agrees that this is a rebuild year. I think that you're fine with the head coach. I think you're fine with pretty much everything. It's just like, hey, let's just rebuild. Let's get a new quarterback, and it's kind of time oh, for a new – Yeah, it's a stud. It's time for a new – you have TJ Hawkinson still for a couple oh, of years, I think. Yeah. Uh, we talked I mean, about who's, it. They have, the, they have all the weapons set up. Yeah, who's number four? I can't. Jalen, is that no? Is that Jalen Reed? No, they had a number four who I kept seeing on my TV, like making catches. Because it was Addison. Let me let me look this up. They had another guy, and I was like, he watch. He's gonna have one catch for twelve yards, and it was the first down. And I was like, that's for some reason. KJ Osborne head. seventeen, correct? Yes. Box score Vikings. Cam Akers. Was it? No, he wears like 32. Brandon Powell. Let's see if he's number four. I'm just assuming it's Brandon. It's a B. I just Brandon Powell, number four. Brandon Powell, number four. His season stat sack, five receptions and 48 yards. And he had yesterday four receptions for 43 yards. So Keep your eyes big on. game for him. Keep your eyes yeah. on. I was just, I thought that he made. You want to play Chicago next week? Yards over without JJ. Mm -hmm. Yep. Hey, that's, that's a new receiver three for them. But you if you're a Vikings fan, it's like, yeah, like don't. Honestly, just sit Jay Jeff for the rest of the year. Like, no reason to risk any long-term injuries for him, especially if you're playing on turf. And uh, you know, we move we move from there, and I, I think they're I fine. See they have like the worst turf. They have like only like three teams have it still. Yeah, the Giants. I think we're a part of it, and then this year we got new turf because it was so bad. And I'm trying to think what it is because it's it's something with like the way it's designed. It catches your cleat. Yeah, it's called like slit turf or something. I don't know. Yeah. Which that's that the thing, that's the thing about like turf. They say is like turf catches you, 
and like regular glass, you just grass, you just slip. But in my brain, I can't comprehend how like that millisecond of it just like barely stopping your knee causes a torn ACL. That makes no sense in my head. No idea. Um, but yeah, I think if you're a Vikings fan, it's good to see you compete. I thought that they they played well. Um, good to see some young guys make plays. And they're trying to get a quarterback just like eight other teams in the NFL. Yep. That, yep. Is this the first time that you can remember where it's kind of like an NBA year almost where it's like it's, no it's one like cares about, no one's talking about like, oh, the NFC is the 49ers, right? And then the AFC, you're like, I mean, it's Miami. You're like, are they like, but there's less yeah. teams in the AFC just because how the season has started, right? The Bengals aren't a threat anymore. Like the entire AFC North really isn't a threat right now. Uh, you're like the Bills and Dolphins, maybe one of them. And then you have the Chiefs and you're like, all right, that's kind of it. So the entire storylines are who's going to get the quarterbacks. And I don't think I've ever seen such a, uh, in the history of the NFL, such a like a news perspective on tanking. It's, it's I mean, that's disrespect for Caleb. Like, it's just people want people to be bad because they want this to be competitive at the end to see who's going to get him. Cause yeah. it's just, he's that good. It's crazy. Um, it's fun. I, I can't wait. Like we'll be talking so much about it in the last six weeks. It's going to be really fun. Do a whole thing. Dude, it's going to be like, you think that the, the NBC, like you want to see yourself in the hunt and you're looking at, all right, oh, it's going to be, win and lose. It's yeah. gonna be it, that. Oh my gosh. That the red zone. Quarter the last play calling in some of these games is going to be special. I want bootlegs every play. I want the, I want a defender in my quarterback's face every single Little, play. Uh, credit to him. I got, I can't remember his name. I'm like you right now. Who was your head coach before Dable? Joe judge. Yeah. Maybe a little, judge, maybe a little uh, QB sneak, uh, on your yeah. own, on your God, own head. dude. I will say I almost tweeted a Joe judge thing. I almost tweeted at dabble because dabble, like it was, I forget what the score was. He kicked the field. He had a lot of just like, Hey dude, like just go yeah. for it. And yeah. I was about to tweet, like we're playing like Joe judge right now, but I did it. Yeah. Well, don't judge. do that. Don't do that. Yeah, I don't uh, want that lastly, negative energy. A big one for you. You've had a tough year with the Giants, tough Daniel Jones, your tough couple takes. Um, and I think people finally are, are aboard with you now that, well, it's a good team. This Dallas team is always going to Dallas. And we saw it again last night. If there's one thing that I have been dead set on for years and I have never wavered, and it is the Dak Prescott led Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Cowboys overall. And we saw it again tonight or last night. I mean, Dak is not a good quarterback. Dak has never been a good quarterback. Dak has been a manageable quarterback his entire career. He came in into the league with he replaced Tony Romo. They had the best running game, they had the best O line, and they had great weapons. And he got them to the playoffs and he's done he's done nothing. He has done nothing in the like the NFL. Besides, like, have good regular season success. And he's never done it in, like, the big regular season games. Uh, I even think, like, last year, like, Christmas, when it was they – they beat the Eagles barely at home against Gardner Minshew. And you're like, dude, why is this – why is this a game right now? Uh, and I think last night was the final straw for a lot of people where they're like, oh, because, you know, last year he threw the most interceptions in the league and he played, like, 10 games. And you're like, all right, right it was a freak thing. He's coming back from injury. And, no, this year it's just as bad. They're not impressive. Uh, they are, I mean, their wins are, they, they've beaten the Jets, the Giants, and the Patriots, which are 
arguably the three worst teams in the football. And then you lose to the Cardinals and you get absolutely torched by the 49ers. So yeah. this isn't a good football team. I don't think it's a well-coached football team. I, as I've said my entire life, there's a reason why my grandparents and my parents' generation hate the Dallas Cowboys. And the reason why my generation hates the Eagles, it's because Dallas has never been, it will not be a threat to my generation un, until something changes. And yeah. I, there's no sign of it changing. So. And as Zach Randolph said, I don't know who he said it to, but where I'm from, bullies get bullied. So the Cowboys are going to bully the bad teams, but here come the real bullies, and it's the San Francisco 49ers. And I love it. <laughs> this 49ers team, I hate I hate agreeing with Simmons because he says some of the dumbest shit sometimes, but he said something that I was thinking last night during the game. When I like because I literally had the same thought. When I was watching the, the 49ers last night, I literally I started to think about what the salary cap is for the NFL because I don't understand how they have this much talent on this team. I have never seen anything like it. Both Uh, sides of the ball. It is the best of the best at positions everywhere. Yeah. Just run through it. It, You want to know the reason why Zach it's because they're paying their starting quarterback $800,000 a year. (laughs) That's true. That helps. That's, that's the reason why. Uh, yeah, yeah, left tackle, running back, tight end, receiver. I don't know if I what Ayuk's contract is. And then you got Warner, you got Bosa. I mean, your boy, I, I guess, Ayuk, is a rookie. Mike brought it up. Is Ayuk's best, I mean, most underrated receiver in the league. Like, if he was oh, on like an air raid offense, he, he is 100%. Underrated. Yeah. I, the, the issue for the, I mean, you want to talk about the window being like, rookie quarterback deals. I mean, Brock Purdy has two years after this year on his deal, I would imagine four years. Uh, yep. If So they have this year and two more years. And then if Purdy's still Purdying, they have to sign him to a contract and that's when there becomes issues. But if they, the thing is, is that imagine if you're a free agent and you're like you're this offense, Everyone. yeah, I will take a pay cut to get to San Francisco. So it's unreal, it, man. They're so it's good. Crazy. It's great. Their defense is so much fun. So much fun it's, to watch. It's so much fun. It, it really is. I mean, and you brought it up during your golf take, like Brock Purdy. I don't care how much of a system this is. He is he is a freaking beast. He well, is a beast. Think about Trey Lance couldn't run the system. Jimmy Garoppolo struggled in the system. And Brock Purdy has not lost. The only game that technically he lost that he started was when he got hurt in the first quarter. Like yeah. It is insane how good Brock Purdy is. And like, yeah, he'll make, he had a couple bad games, but guess what? He still did enough to win. And yeah, no, I, anybody who's the like, guys it's, lost in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And I, I look, he's in the, I said this on my Daniel Jones take. If everybody had the perfect situation, there'd be a lot of great quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, he has the perfect situation, but there was two quarterbacks before him that also had it and they couldn't get the job done. And I think that speaks a yep. lot about how Brock Purdy has been playing. So I agree. And last but not least about this game, uh, the Giants lost by uh, 28 to the 49ers and the Cowboys lost by 32. So, oops. You know what? Because I don't have to. I'm not going to give the counter from the Dallas side. So I'm going to let that one go. No reason to. We're going to let it simmer and we're going to just enjoy it. Or no. enjoy that. It was comment. week one, Zach. Played, hey, hey, don't know. Don't know. We're yeah, we, bur- week ball here. we buried that football. We buried <laughs> that football. Count. Mm-hmm. that's right so giants by four in dallas when they play them uh to keep that 
remember that folks for betting purposes. Um, yeah, look, and with all this said, Dallas still going to make the playoffs. Still going to win 11 to 12 games. They're, they're going to be a five seed and they're going to go to, they're going to play at Atlanta and they're going to lose. Yep. They're going to beat Ritter, but yeah. I mean, yeah, probably. He's never lost though. He's never lost. Wow. He's never lost. Never, he's never lost at home. He's never Crazy. lost at home. Crazy. No, they're, they're the best team. It's not close right now. And uh, until they play Philly or someone real, um, it's hard to imagine this team not being and the, the thing that sucks is like, I, I don't want to, you know, I've grown in my maturity levels, I would say, on my how I take this podcast with what I my you know emotions and how I express them. And I, I don't want to take away what Philadelphia did last year in the NFC championship game, but it's like imagine I want to know what a healthy Brock Purdy would do in that game. So and there's a revenge, like that's the thing too. It's not like he's coming in this year and he's like he, there's a there's a revenge factor involved with him. They it's said like, they should have been in the Super Bowl and they should have won it. Yeah. Yeah. They're and coming. I think they would have won. Yeah. yeah. So that's the, that's the uh, week five recap. Um, Vegas, Jordan Love just threw the worst interception of the year. I don't know if you have any TV in there or anything. No, uh, I, I was just watching it kind of earlier, but oh, it down was to, down 10. shockingly bad. Was it a pick six? No, but it was uh, inside their own 20. So the Raiders mm. just got it. Field goal. They went three and out because okay. they can't do anything. I mean, it's the worst interception of the year. Well, I want to let's watch this live yeah. real quick while I'm pulling this up. Uh, your Ben Simmons thing, Bill Ben Simmons, Bill Simmons thing reminded me of this. Um, I was listening to Rosillo today, and he was said that there's two people that he knows that make an opinion on somebody's career at, at like only on one play. And he's like, It's Bill Simmons and my dad. And I was like, I think I might be in that category, I yeah, might I be that guy. Yeah, I think you're that triangle. Um, We'll go to awards here while you look this up. Uh, I'll, I'll break down the record. Like I, I said, love for the opening tee. Did you find it? I mean, there wasn't a white jersey in the camera. What the hell is that? Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, there's if if that guy doesn't pick it off, there's another guy who's going to pick it off. It's bad. That's, that's bad. <laughs> um. Let's get into our awards. Who do you have for your offensive player of the week? Um, I'm going to give it to Fields. Like, I mean, yeah. that, what he did was impressive. At 282 yards, four touchdowns, like giving it to his guy, him or DJ Moore. I'm, I'm going to give it to the tandem, to the duo. And they're, it's always fun to have. Yeah, we didn't talk about DJ Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Duos are the, I think a, a receiver quarterback duo where you're like, those, that's, those are the boys. It's so much fun to have. I could care like when yeah. Eli and Odell, I called it the connection, tweeting the connection every time they scored a touchdown was the most fun I've ever had in my life. So good for them. So I'm gonna give it to that connection. No, it, it's awesome. But it gives it gives you hope every week because you have a guy that can change a game at any play. So mm-hmm. that gives you hope. Uh I'm going Zach Moss. 23, 165, two touchdowns. Um I Jeffrey Simmons on the Titans said. It look, I thought we were playing Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> like that's how well that's how these guys just playing out of his mind right now. That's so funny. He was like, I don't know what you're supposed to do. That was like Le'Veon. He's prime patience, waiting and then attacking. So it's really cool for a guy that kind of his career was almost over in Buffalo as soon as it started. Um, you know, he was a part of the Naheem Hines trade and no one probably even knew it. Like he was just kind of given to us. Uh, and it's just been you know, he's the reason we're sitting at three and two. And while fans are still kind of hopeful that we can have a season. So huge credit to him. 
Uh, and again, imagine if I've always said Buffalo with a power running game would be awesome at the end of the year. And yeah, if only they had a guy that runs like a bowling ball. Whoops. They got that people think is Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just an awesome quote. Uh, defensive player of the week. I'm going with Fred Warner, Fred Warner. Um, it could be him and Greenlaw. Like they are the, they are the most violent, fast linebackers duo I have ever seen. They remind me of football in like 2006 when the game was played the right way. It is totally like when Where they say like, like Greenlaw wants, he wants a 15 yard penalty every time he hits you. Yes. And I, he's got it, the chains. <laughs> and they hit with their head up too. I don't think that's it's talked perfect. about enough. Like there was it's a, perfect. who was it that Daniel Jones knocked out? And it's like, it was a corner. I, I'm trying to think what it was. It was in one of our primetime games. It was against Seattle. It was, it was blitz boy. And it was like, his head was down. It's like, and he got kicked in the top of the head and you're like, dude, hit with your head up. And like the way that they hit guys and it's just the form is perfect and they flying around and it's like, oh, you're over the middle. You like every receiver crossing the middle and tight end crossing the middle is not thinking about the ball. They're thinking about the defender that's going to bury their shoulder into their rib cage. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, God, they're just appointment TV. So Deshaun, like Deshaun, they already, he didn't practice today. I think Cleveland is legit. Like, I don't even know if we want to play Deshaun in this game because we have no chance. I don't blame them. Like they already might be throwing in the towel because that's how scary these guys are. So Fred Warner. Uh, I'm going to give it to um, Quan Alexander. Yeah. Um, he was, he was the one who had the strip sack. I think, I think it was him that Quan Alexander. I'm pretty sure he had the strip sack that TJ Watt returned for a touchdown to, or to uh, or not return for a touchdown, but, recovered to end the game gotcha, um, gotcha. yeah but he also had like three tackles for losses i mean i th- I just think pittsburgh's defense like yeah one he had like eight tackles one sack three tackles for losses and like that on the other I side of tj watt like to get that play i i thought that was phenomenal they had to give to somebody on the steelers because i agree i uh my cousin uh married into a family that had he's, he was always a steelers fan growing up and uh he married into a family that has uh season tickets and their Instagram story was just electric. And I texted them last night and I was like, Hey, congrats, blah, blah, blah. And I just get like first place. That's all I got in response. <laughs> it's like, that's all you need to say. That's that. So answers your question earlier of like, what do you like? How do Pittsburgh fans feel? Enjoy the ride. I will. I truthfully think that as much as it was like the worst ending in the world, that 2026 win season was the most fun I've ever had in my life. Like there's something about not knowing you're not a good football team and competing for the playoffs. It is yep. truthfully joyful. It's comical. It really is. Uh, miscellaneous. Mm, miscellaneous. Um, hmm. I'll give it, you know what? I'll give it to golf. Might as well. Nice. Interesting. Nice. Impressive. I was, I was, I, I'm not, I didn't feel like giving it to a bunch of 49ers guys and it wasn't like the most impressive week of football. So yeah. Or Burroughs calf, maybe Burroughs calf. I'll give it to you. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, my, my miscellaneous is Jamar chase 15, 192, three touchdowns. Seven, yeah. That would have been a good one. Call the shot. He did that. So that was sick. It reminds me of the Chad. I mean, Chad Johnson highlights. I I go back. I think I watched Chad Johnson highlights and stuff at the seven 11 reminded me of it. I do that like once a week and his seven 11 so baby awesome. always open. Uh, and then the Bozo dubbed over Bozo dubbed over sponsored by still and always Nathaniel Hackett uh, with a little kick of Brandon Staley that we like to throw in there every once in a yeah. while. Um, Bozo dubbed over. Interesting. 
Hmm. I'm going to go with the Ravens receiver core. I know Lamar is bad, but I like the Nelson Aguilar drop. I, I've terrible. never seen a ball just go through a guy's hands like that. So it, it was just pathetic. So I'm going to go with the Ravens receiver core. Uh, I'm going Mario Cristobal. I, it oh was just so, it was so bad. I, I, it was so bad. I had to, to put it in there. Uh, for those of you who uh, don't know what happened, Miami undefeated, like playing for an ACC championship, like, you know, have to win yeah, Georgia, have- Georgia tech. Who's not a good football team. May I add who lost to Bowling green uh, at home last week. Uh, there was 30 seconds left on the clock. And instead of victory formation, taking the knee, Mario Cristobal ran the ball and it was a fumble and Georgia Tech scored in two plays and won the game and Miami lost. Uh, all, they, all they had to do was knee it. They had no time if out. they need it, it, the game was over. Like there was, there was only one play left. And then I think Mario Cristobal, I have a couple of things I want to say about this. First of all, I think Mario Cristobal, I saw somewhere, maybe it's true, maybe it's false. I could be spreading misinformation. Uh, he was like, That's okay. I, he had 99 yards. And he wanted to get him to 100, but I'm pretty sure that I saw somebody else like go through all of Mario Cristobal, and it's like he's never taken a knee before in his life. It's like how stupid are you? It's called the victory formation for a reason. And Zach, do you know why the knee was created? Why? So in like uh, Herm Edwards was playing, but when he was on the Eagles and the Giants were mm. playing the Eagles, and we fumbled, mm. we fumbled a handoff or a snap or something, yep. and he returned it for a touchdown, and the Eagles beat the Giants. It was the first really? miracle in the Meadowlands. It was miracle in the Meadowlands. It's only been around since that play. Mm-hmm. I'm since like 99 percent sure. Yeah. Wow. So uh, the first miracle in the Meadowlands, I'm pretty sure created the knee. That's interesting. That's a good fun fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never if seen. If I was like alive for that, I would. I don't even know what would happen. It'd but. be nuts. Uh, the only funny tweet I saw from that was someone quote tweeted and it was like, look, we've all been here in Madden. You don't take a knee. But like that, it's a fake video game. <laughs> yeah. That's like, a, even when I'm you're also going for it. Yeah. And you're going to beat oh. them. Like you still are like, if I lose this game because I kept playing, I don't care. Like you don't need it in Madden. I, I've actually needed it before. I, I've always been a knee guy, but I'm also securing this. But it's a podcast. That's <laughs> it's also like, you want to know what I'm doing in Madden? I'm going for it on fourth and 15 on my own two yard line. Correct. <laughs> no, it's just, it was the dumbest play ever. That's very, very good call. Um, that is the week five recap. We'll get you the week six preview coming up. Uh, unfortunately, uh, for Justin, we'll get into it. We'll be seeing each other this weekend. That'll be a great time. Yeah. We'll get into yeah. that in the, in the preview. Um, unfortunately, you're back under the lights. So against another team that lost and is looking for redemption. So you're just really, it was, it's the worst position possible. Um, yeah. I, I don't know when I don't, I think we have a break from primetime and thank God, cause it's going to get brutal. And of course it's Josh you Allen. Can Cowboys on Monday night. So yeah. You. I mean the Josh Allen part too, where it's like, we always talk about if Josh Allen plays bad and the Giants win this football game, I mean, there's no reason I, Josh Allen just keeps writing his name in my book of hate. Uh, but yeah, I looked it up. Uh, this is from the denverbroncos.com. So I wanted to confirm my suspicion because this was like story. T- I actually never looked this up. My dad only told me about it. On November 19th, 1978, the Giants held a 17 to 12 lead over the Eagles at the Meadowlands with just less than 30 seconds left in the game in Philadelphia out of timeouts. Everyone expected Giants quarterback Joe something to take a knee, but New York called a running play instead. And in the course of handing the ball off, 
he fumbled the football, which was scooped up by Eagles defensive back Herm Edwards, who ran it untouched for 26 yards for a touchdown. For the Giants, it was a disaster, but the Eagles became a miracle in the Meadowlands. And the next week, Musgrave called every team in football was working on the kneel down play. And that kneel down has been how you do it at the end of the game ever since that moment. That's a good stat. That's well done by you. Good find. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's, I mean, that's New York folklore. The Eagles have been tormenting us since 1978. (laughs) It's never ended. Uh, Any closing thoughts? Um, Enjoy, you know, enjoy soup season. I know for, for, you know, you guys out there, like there's this, you get a couple weeks where it's not pure winter. Um, It's Mm -hmm. that good breeze. So enjoy that. Enjoy the football, you know, enjoy the tank. I hate saying it, but like, it's, you know, just enjoy watch your team and just watch Caleb Williams highlights. Um, maybe try to fit in some fun sports. If you want to get into hockey or something, Connor Bedard for Chicago. I don't know. Just it's a good sports time. It's a good sports time and eat some soup. That's what I'm going to do right now. Eat soup. Enjoy ball. Have a great rest of the week. Bert, take us out. Money hungry. And that's good. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil. Doesn't fucking have it. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. Hi, everyone. I go by Burke. You don't really want to see how this works. I can pick and poke all these words. Fuck the yard. I'll stop the curve. They stay distracted. I'll stay focused. It'll take time till they start to notice. I'm soft-spoken, but I got a voice. I don't really want to sound too annoyed, but these new guys hopped on the scene with a mouthful of ice and a cup of lean. All pissed off and they act mean. Instead of rap, they just want to sing. Well, actually, something in between is mumbling, stumbling on a beam. The real talent's in the production team. In the back of the booth, they don't touch the green. Give me the cut. Give me the band. Now you know what's up and you understand That behind the microphone's actually a man That touches it up with a talented hand Executes everything that they had planned Make it sound old school, kick the can Anything else that you demand? Fuck it, let's run it all back again I don't know how much more I can take I think I'm starting to wear down Give me a while I could tear down Everyone look at me scared now I don't want any more activists Activists all have been acting fake Why does this feel like a Kit Kat? Somebody give me a fucking break Let me talk shit, let me talk shit I sound so obnoxious Full steam ahead, can't stop this Coming from the view of docs, bitch I ain't been playing, I'm saying the truth The money gets moved like this in Duluth I sound like a shape that's recently bent But I'm bent out of shape for my fucking percent Used to count others, but now I count mine Mac told me find a feminine, that's divine My dad said a honey that don't worry about the money Only loving me for what's inside my mind Spit sick shit to the day I'm old Never catch me doing what I'm told Fuck bronze, silver, let's get gold Sign this line and sell my soul I don't wanna sell my soul Do what I'm told Well, boring and old Nah I just wanna live my life, make sure it's right and have a hell of a night, yeah. I don't know how much more I can take, I think I'm starting to wear down. Give me a while I could tear down, everyone look at me scared now. I don't want any more activists, activists all have been acting fake. Why does this feel like a Kit Kat? Somebody give me a fucking break.